Hello and welcome to another episode of HearthCast.com. This is episode 19 of HearthCast, a podcast for the average World of Warcraft player with your host, Root. And Freckleface. In this episode, we have the top 12 mistakes that newbies make. We're also going to go over our Roots Auction House tip. We're going to introduce a new segment this episode called Roots Rant. Yes. And we're also going to do a Freckleface's Adopted Pet. And we'll go over our add-on of the week. And then we'll toss in a little uh, fun thing you can do in WoW that you might not have known about. For our greetings this week, we have our guildmates on Whisperwind. And also on Gorgonosh. Um, it seems like their leader came back and it's kind of starting to pick back up again. Um, other greetings, we have pajamaforce.com. We have a link to them from our site. Check it out. I um, want to give a shout out to Chris with a K. Um, thank you for the well wishes. It's awesome. Um, another shout out to Riri. Um, I know you always ask me for money, but I still love you anyways. It's okay. And another special shout out to Lumia, who is my BFF IRL and who this episode was made for, actually. Well, we'd also like to thank you personally for listening to this podcast, making it what it is and how big and large and widespread the global reach that we now have. Uh, so we thank you for listening to this podcast, making it what it is. Our website, as always, is www.hearthcast.com. Our email address, should you wish to contribute, is contribute at hearthcast.com. You can find our show on iTunes, underneath WoW, or HearthCast, or World of Warcraft Podcast. You can call our voicemail line should you wish to contribute to the show. That number is 321-558-7637. Again, 321-558-7637. You can also follow us on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash HearthCast. So, Freckleface, what's going on with you this week in the World of Warcraft? Well, as you know, um, last week started the Hallows End seasonal uh, quest, so I've been working a lot on that. I'm very close to getting the title. I only need the helm and to visit a few more candy buckets. Um, so that's been a lot of fun, you know, getting the extra little items and seeing everyone get together, do things like that. Very cool. And how about for you? What's been up with you? Well, you know, I'm going to do a fat wallet update coming up later on here, uh, in, in our show today, um, and I'm getting ready, you know, I've, I've made the decision, I think, but now I don't know, because Riri's back, you know, am I going to leave Gorgonosh and head over to Whisperwind or not? So now I'm going to be torn. See, I was already ready, my mind was made up, I was going. I was leaving Gorgonosh, I was heading over to Whisperwind. I was going from PvP to Care Bear PvE, you know, because we have our, our friends, real-life friends that we know, that we associate with, that we know, and is going to go out and hang out with them as they're leveling their tunes up. But now, I don't know. I have to revisit. Now we respect, so. Well, yeah, we'll have to see if, you know, I'll let you know next week. Okay. If the faces, you know, make a big, strong comeback, I'll hang. You know, if not, I'm out of there. All right, sounds good. And what's going on in the blizzard right now? Well, as you know, November 11th is fast approaching. That is the deadline uh, to have your Battle.net account uh, set up. Um, those of us who have already done it have seen our little penguins. Our little pet penguins, was it Mr. Chili, isn't it? Mr. Chili, yes. Uh, and he's hanging out, and I see them all over the place. Um, 
more and more I see him pop out every so often. So that's kind of cool. So those that's happening. And, you know, not that we always talk about or don't talk about stuff coming up in patch notes because it may or may not make it over to the served live realms. Uh, but one of the things that Blizzard is looking at right now is to allow the BOA items, the bind on account items, to transfer between factions. So earlier, they're now allowing us to change faction characters. So we can actually change our faction. We can have multiple factions on one account on the same server. You can be Horde and Alliance on the same account on the same server. Now they're talking about the possibility of allowing you to transfer your bind on account items from one character to the other character across factions. So if you have stuff that helps you level and you want to level up a, a horde character of your alliance or alliance of your horde, you can create one of those, give them some of those XP bonus items and level up faster. So um, question I have on that right now, and we don't know this, pure speculation is how are you going to get it to the person? Because you can't mail it, because right now you can't mail between factions. No, you can't. I think if they redo the mailing system so that you have the option to mail to opposite faction or even to another realm, then would that open up the possibility to mail BOA items to a character in a different realm? Yeah, see, that's what, you know, and I think that's going to happen. You know, and we've talked about, you know, what we'd like to see Blizzard do, and a lot of times stuff that people like to see Blizzard do, Blizzard does. And I think that they will eventually open that up to maybe not mailing large money items like it's, it's got to be boa stuff that they, they can mail between the realms because that as you you and i talked about before that will not affect the game currency you know the economics of the game rather um, a lot of times as you know different servers the economics is completely different absolutely and so if you have an item that you is selling for you know 500 gold on one server and 10 gold on another you know that's an extreme but that you know if you got that item and we're doing it you could actually ruin uh in, you know the economy on another server so, if they open up the, the mailing between realms on BOA uh, items, it would have to be specific to BOA items that you can't sell or anything else. So, that would be kind of cool to see. All right, so what questions do we have this week? Well, we got something in the email from um, Rill, and he's over on Boulderfest. And what he says, he says, I love the show. I had an idea. I think I saw you toss this idea around about class roundtables. And we talked about that a long time ago, about actually having people come in and you know, giving the, the, their perspective of the game of World of Warcraft from their class's perspective. Um, you know, if, if I play primarily as a warlock. How do I see the World of, of Warcraft? And, you know, we'd love to have that. Um, call in. Send us an email. If you want to be part of a roundtable, let us know. We can, we can work that in. That's not a big deal. Uh, he ha he is a warlock. He says, I love playing my warlock and love hearing what other people think about the class. He says, I also love sharing about the class. And he has a small blog going on about the whole gnome warlock class. And that blog is Souls and Flowers. That's S-O-U-L-S-N Flowers, Souls and Flowers, dot WordPress dot com. A little warning from him. He says he's a casual, borderline hardcore Balancing wow work in general life gets complicated, so the blog takes a back seat. Um, but yeah, he says keep up the great work. Can't wait to hear more. So there's a another no more lock blog out there, sonsandflowers.wordpress.com. So grill or real, thanks for the email. Appreciate it. And just like everybody else, you are now in the running 
for the Swag Dog T-shirt. Swag Dog T-shirt that Freckleface will be giving away in next week's podcast. Awesome. Awesome. So, you know, we talked about the top number of mistakes that newbies make when they get to the game and they first start off playing the World of Warcraft. Unlike any other podcast that's ever been out there, we're not going to just going to give people the mistakes they make. We're going to tell you why they make or why those are mistakes, why they're making that mistake that they probably don't even know they're making. And more than that, what they can do to correct that mistake that they're making that they don't even know they're making. So here we go with the top 12 mistakes that newbies make while they're playing the World of Warcraft. All right, first one is picking a realm at random. And the reason why this is a mistake, because if you don't like your realm, if you decide that at some point, you have to pay to move or you've just wasted that time. So the solution is to know everything you can about the realm before you start, how big it is, server type is very important. You know, is it PvP, PvE, role-playing, role-playing PvP? Um, the time zone, I think, has been something that I didn't pay any attention to before I started. But when I play on Gorgonosh, they're actually three hours behind behind us. So I find, you know, when I'm ready to do stuff, no one else is. You know, the people aren't home from school or from work yet. I mean, it's just a little bit off. Um, and, you know, if you do have friends that you're wanting to play with, you know, make sure you get on the realm before you start leveling up a character where they don't play. Exactly. And, and that's the main thing. Like, when I, my first realm that I was ever on, I've done one and maybe now two we'll see realm transfers and the first realm i was on out i started playing world of warcraft because a friend of mine played so i joined his realm which was an east coast realm so that worked out fine uh, moving to another realm which is the realm i'm on now over in gorgonosh i moved because of friends as well and like you said that's three three or whatever how many hours off it is and he does run into a population issue um looking at whisperwind it's just crowded no matter what, so there you go. Right, and when you have such a big population on a realm, it does change the economy a lot because there are a lot more items on the auction house, and which means a lot of things are cheaper. So it actually is pretty beneficial, in my opinion, to go with a realm that has a higher population. Yeah, um, that also can be opposite. It can be more expensive as well, not to disagree with you, because I would never do that. Of course not. But the law of supply and demand you know, applies directly. So if you have an item that is rare... It's going to draw more money. So if you have items plentiful, it might be a little less. But if you have an item that's a rare drop, it's going to go for more gold. Second thing that people do, newbie mistakes that they make, is picking the wrong professions. Why? is basically you lose out on resources. Uh, the best thing you can do is read ahead of time. Don't just pick because you think it sounds nice or you think that it fits your personality. Make sure that you understand what the professions are. This is your primary professions, by the way. Um, don't pick, for instance, stuff that's not in what I call the same family. For instance, I could do mining and skinning. That's a cash cow, in my opinion. But you wouldn't want to do something like mining and herbalism. Oh, why not? Well, you can't track the two at the same time, for one. So what would end up happening? Well, it's just a whole... Missing out on everything. Or you could change your tracker every uh, 10 feet you walk. Yeah. But, you know, t 
research. I mean, it doesn't take a lot. And, and that's something very easy. And what I recommend doing for people is if you are in a guild, uh, which you should be anyhow, but if you're in a guild, ask your guild what profession the guild needs, which we've talked about before in past, in past episodes. Find out what your guild needs. If they need someone who's doing uh, inscription, become an herbalist in an inscription, inscribe, and there you go. So find out what they need. And, you know, sometimes you put others' needs before what you think might be fun for your character. Like, I like to pick flowers. But. And also, moving on from that, we'll uh, leave you with that thought. Another mistake that a lot of newbies make is not picking up the secondary professions, which are fishing, cooking, and first aid. And unlike, you know, the, the primary professions, you don't have to pick between the three. You can pick up all of them. And they're all beneficial, and Blizzard has, you know, repeatedly come out with patches that makes them easier to level. Um, and fishing and cooking it gives you food, that gives you buffs, makes it easier to level. First aid, just a very powerful healing tool. Um, it's useful even if your class does do healing. You know, I recommend everyone to pick up first aid and fishing and cooking. It's just... It's easy. It's much easier to do it as you're leveling than it is to, you know, wait until you're high level and try to go back and level it up. And, you know, that's a mistake I, that I made as Root as, one, as, as my first character. Um, in fact, he was 80 before I started with first aid. So Missing out. See, I, I, see, as a rogue, I couldn't live with that first aid. Well, you know, coming up as, as, a, as a warlock, you know, I had my hellstone. So I can pop that, that hellstone and, you know, I'm a... Yeah, a little better. But even now uh, that I'm 80 and still doing stuff, I use first aid more more than a, than. Yeah, I could really benefit it when I was growing up with him. And fishing, I did the same thing. I didn't start fishing until I was 80 either. And then I made you mad because I got old Iron Jaw and Iron Forge while I was Aww. leveling up my fishing. <laughs> well, so. I still have my giant sewer rat. This is true. It's bigger than me. Anyways, <laughs> the fourth thing. That newbie, or fourth mistake that newbies make, jumping around zones. This is just a huge time sink. You're wasting your time. You know, there are, what happens here is, is you pick up a quest and it goes, hey, will you deliver this letter to, and it's as far off town. And someone goes, I have a quest. I have to go to this far off town. And they start running to that far off town. They get to the far off town. There's the guy. They turn the quest and he goes, thanks. Here's the letter back to the guy. And they run all the way back. A complete waste of time. When you're ready to leave the zone, when you've either maxed out anything you do, you've done all the quests, or you've just leveled up enough that you can go to another area to get more X XP, then move on. Don't hang out, or don't leave when, before you're ready to leave. Know when you need to leave the zone, and leave the zone. Well, I think that there are a few quests, you know, when you're about a level 10 or so, that I think their purpose is to get you familiar with the flight path system. So they purposely send you to go back and forth between a few places. But other than that exception, for the most part, when they do send you to another zone, it's purely just to kind of get your feet wet in a new place. And number five is giving up too soon, which I that can either be on quest or on the character as, as a whole. And the reason why um, this can be a problem, because if the quest is a little bit too hard and you give up, you might miss out on some gear or, you know, the rest of the quest chain to get you some good experience. If you give up on your character, obviously, you know, you're giving up on something that you might have enjoyed. And there's a difference between 
not feeling that your class is a good fit for you and just getting frustrated because it's hard and really every class is hard to play at the beginning it's just the way just the way it's designed mages and priests I've had this you know, same problem like up to about level 20 you know you just really squishy and you die a lot um, but the solution is to, the solution to this is to you know ask for help read the forums um, get any of the resources you can to help you out because um, if you really feel like you know the class could be fun later on you know don't, don't give up on it one of the things I always do is look at the the, the the end goal of my of my character like my warlock oh I, I you know I have something to look forward to is that carrot we talked about last week that blizzard dangles in front of you so you know while while the warlock I mean I had some quests I hated as much fun as it was I hated doing the dreadsteed quest it was just long and drawn out and there were times I'm thinking it's not worth it it's not but you know what it was in the long run of course now you can buy this stupid thing but it was at the time a great something to you know prove that I, I suffered or lasted through that entire quest chain. So yeah, don't give up. P people are always around to to help out on that. The sixth mistake that newbies make while playing the World of Warcraft is they buy stuff from vendors instead of the auction house or they buy from the auction house instead of vendors. You gotta know where the better deal is on this one. You know, you can have drops and crafted gear. They're better than vendor items, but if you're buying stuff like recipes, or other things on the auction house that go from cheaper from a vendor, then you're wasting money. So you have to know where to go to buy things and how much you should be paying for those things. Auctioneer is a great add-on that will tell you how much something comes, you know, sells from a vendor and how much something is selling for on the auction house. Also, websites like wowhead.com will also tell you, you know, uh, People comment on it on forums and say, you know, don't buy it from the auction house, go to this vendor, they sell it for two gold or whatever. So that's something where you need to know where your items are coming from and what the actual worth of that item is before you go waste. Because, you know, you're a newbie, gold is precious. So Absolutely. And just a rule of thumb, you know, you don't buy gear from a vendor unless you're high enough level to be buying it from a quartermaster. Because usually quartermasters will sell good quality items, but there are lots of vendors that sell, you know, white quality gear that gives you armor, but no other stats. I don't know, I really don't know why they, they put in all these items in the game because they're worthless, so don't buy them. And also, when you, when you first start out a character, you get the little copper that you have and you spend it on gear, guess what happens when you ding, you can't afford your training. Right, and that gear is going to be replaced by the next mob you kill anyhow is going to drop a better weapon than the vendor sold you. Exactly. And the same thing goes for bags. Vendors do sell bags, but tailors will sell them a lot cheaper a on lot the auction cheaper. house. And you get better bag space. You get tailors. more bag space. It's better to save up um, between five and nine gold and get a get, you know get a 14 slot bag than buying a eight slot bag from a vendor. Absolutely. And the next mistake that newbies make is being an island. And I had this problem when I started out. People would off offer me help. I didn't want to take it. I didn't want to take advice on how to level my rogue, um, you know, what to spec it. And the reason why this mistake is because obviously the game's been around for a while. Um, other people are playing it. You know, they're going to know better than you. And if you are in a guild where you're playing with 
higher levels, you know, eventually when you level up, you're going to be want to be grouping with them. So you do want to take their advice so that you can, you know, do well in groups and kind of pull your share. You know, some other things you can do is if you're in a zone and you know that and you have, you know, group quests, get a group to do it. Don't just abandon it. You know, join a guild, read your forums, listen to podcasts, haha. Like this one. Like this one, of course. Not that we're self-promoting ourselves <laughs> at all. <laughs> the eighth mistake that newbies make when they're playing the World of Warcraft is being a sponge, which is the exact opposite of being an island. If you just constantly ask and ask and ask and beg and beg and beg, you're going to end up being, you know, kicked out of your guild, put on ignore, completely made fun of in any trade or city channel available. And typically the trade channels, since that's across the entire realm. Um, and, you know, outside of that, the other problem with it, not the whole social aspect, because the social aspect of it is horrible, the, the, the repercussions are, but you can actually put yourself in a situation where if somebody's helping you, now remember, you're sharing that XP. You're not getting full XP when you get the help. So you can end up in a situation where you've done all your quests, you don't have enough XP to go get the next quests set. They're still grayed out to you. So now you've got to either travel long distances to find another group of quests that are your level, or, you know, go run more instances and hope for the best. So your leveling actually slows down at a certain point if you are, you know, sponging up everything you can possibly sponge up. You know, if you need the help, get the help. You know, if you need a little bit of gold like your, you know, your buddy needs gold, yeah, yeah, it's up to you. If you need it, ask. If you don't get it, don't be a big, you know, don't, you're not going to get it. No, you know, don't, don't sweat it. But don't continue to ask and ask and ask and ask and ask. You know, learn to help yourself on some of this stuff. And when you do ask for things, and it's better to ask for, let's say, money to get, you know, 14 slot bag like we were talking about. And that actually helps you make your own money because you have more, more stuff to loot, more money to make that way. And so when you're asking, you're really asking for something that's going to be much more beneficial than just everything that you think of that you need. Can I have five gold? Can I have five gold? Can I have five gold? Which gets really old. Now, the other thing that the, the Frankfurt's made a great point just by saying is if you know you need a bag or five bags, doesn't matter. If you ask your guild, yeah, chances there's a tailor in your guild who will give you those bags. Absolutely. And just go, here, go, you know, because he knows it's going, he or she knows that it's going to be a benefit to the guild for you to have those extra bags anyhow. So ask. You'd be surprised. Okay, and number nine is neglecting your class trainer. And the reason why, you know, it's a problem is because when you get more powerful spells, it just makes a huge difference when you're leveling and just helps you kill things that much that much faster. Um, so the solution is obviously visit your trainer every even level. And when you are visiting, you can also um, check to show unavailable to see what's coming up next, what you're going to get in the next level. Uh, you can also look on Thoughtbot and is it Alakazam? That, yes. That will will live or they'll list out the spell spells available to your class via each level. So you can look at it well ahead of time to see what you, what's coming up, what your character is going to be doing, and that's always been real good for me to do a little bit of research on that because I know 
hey, you know what? At level 10, I'm going to be doing this. At level 12, I'm going to be doing this. And so it gets me excited. It gets me playing the character even more uh, to get that next uh, set of spells. The 10th mistake that newbies make while playing the World of Warcraft is they spread out their talent points way too much. They just don't understand the talent point system. Now, the problem here is depending on how you want to build your character, your talent point or your trees, you know, it, it makes a big difference where you put those points. You start getting talent points after level 10, and where you put those in whatever tree you're going to put them in is going to determine how your character is played. Uh, the first time I made this mistake with Root, I put them anywhere, but I put them in things I, I thought sounded cool. Oh, I did that too. Like, oh, I'd like to have that. Oh, that sounds, and everything sounds beneficial. No, oh, this sounds great. This sounds great. And then I had a guy come up and go, you know, how are you spec? I'm like, well, I got some here. I got some. He's like, what is that? And so I'm like, I don't know. And he sent me over to, um, I think it was on Wowhead that had a, a talent tree builder. And you could look at, like, this is the best specs or the best tree or the best build for whatever you, however you want to do it. For me, I wanted more DPS, more damage per second. And said, here's the optimal build for that for your character. So I reset and I copied the talent point system and down that way. And I did. You know, and it was great. So you have to be really careful. You know, don't just willy-nilly pick things. You want to go through there and make sure that what you're picking is how you want your character to proceed. And putting them all down one tree may not be the best avenue. You may want some sprinkled here and there. And you can just, you know, again, go to... Um, Wowhead, look at the talent calculators or forums um, and see what kind of damage or what kind of outcome you want your character to have. You can heal better, you can do more damage, you can, whatever you're going to do. Um, look at the different talent builds that they've got for that before you just go do it. And number 11 is either trashing or not looting the gray items. Now, you know, when I was leveling, I used to uh, group with someone who would get so mad that I would spend the time to go pick up all these things. But, um, you know, as we level a little further, guess who was having to borrow money from who? Exactly. Exactly. And the reason is, is because those gray items, they add up. They sell. They really do. Now, the problem happens when you do run out of bag space. You know, what do you get rid of? Um, and actually, it's an add-on that we can talk about next week that actually will, t will automatically get rid of your... Uh, most unvaluable item is going to bring you the less, the least amount of, of profit. Uh, but that has failed me before. I don't use it anymore because it actually failed me because it, it got rid of a of a gray item that it thought was worthless. That was actually people buy anything in the auction house and it actually had value in the auction house. It was a gray item. So that's a shame. Uh, but you know the the, the solution here, Freckleface, is what? Well, you want to get bag space before you get anything else. So before you start working on your weapons, on your armor, on anything else... Get better bag space because you can pick up more stuff, you can pick up everything. Because um, more items leads to what? More money. More money leads to more items. It's a never-ending circle. The 12th thing, a mistake, that uh, newbies make uh, that can get you in a lot of trouble, actually, is kill stealing. Now, this is when you are... There's a couple definitions of, of this, but it's a mistake they make um, that can actually waste other people's time. It can lower the X amount of XP you're getting. Uh, it can do a lot of just, you know, get you ostracized again by, by people and, and you have a hard time doing things. Now, I'm going to let you talk a little bit about it, Freckleface, because 
we we've seen this in different lights. Um, so tell me, what you tell me earlier about kill stealing. Uh, well, for one thing, what a lot of real newbies will do is if they see someone fighting, they'll go and help them. Right. Which actually isn't helping them because what happens if you're fighting a mob, even if you're not grouped with someone, if someone else does most of the damage, you get less XP. Correct. So unless you see someone about to die, if you go over there and, quote, help them try to kill their mob, it's just going to make them mad. Right. Because they're either losing XP or I did this one time and I didn't realize the guy was trying to level up his stave skills. So he was, like, beating on some bird, and I went over and killed the bird. He's like, oh, man, i got to go find another bird to kill. Oh. So, now, the other version of, of kill stealing that you get in a lot of trouble is if you are, you know, running around a location, you see a lot of dead mobs, bodies laying around on the floor, and suddenly you see, you know, the chief or the boss or the, or the big kahuna in that area. You see someone who has a name and not just a generic Right, or they got they got the silver thing around. You know, you see someone who's actually worth killing, shall we say? And you go, you know what? I'm gonna go get that guy. But you don't pay attention, and you notice there's there's another player off to the side, maybe healing or eating or doing whatever, who's been waiting patiently, fifteen, twenty, thirty, an hour, who knows how long, for that one mob, that one NPC, that one monster. To jump up, to spawn, to show up at the scene. And if you go up there and kill that guy, you've just made an enemy in the World of Warcraft. And you you, you are soon not forgotten. Uh, they will remember you and they will just, they'll, they'll be all over the place going, this guy's a kill stealer. And, and so it's just a mistake because you think, hey, this is perfect because I've come, you know, I've showed up here, everybody else is dead, here's the mob I need. Kill her, and I'm gone. And people make the mistake all the time. Uh, sometimes it's not a mistake. Sometimes they do it on purpose. They'll come up to an area, especially in caves. A lot of times if the respawn rate in caves is low, I'll go in and I'll like kill a bunch of mobs and where I'm headed. Finally get to the boss. I'm like, okay, I'm going to sit back. I'm going to wait till my health is 100%, my mana is regen, whatever. And I'm hanging out, and suddenly there's a hunter running by me. He goes and kills the guy. It's like, you know what? I don't like that guy anymore. Well, I do want to make a distinction because you mentioned the silver dragon. And in case you haven't run across it, if you click on a mob and there is a silver dragon around its name, that is a rare spawn. They only come up, you know, every couple of days or a few hours, and they're going to drop something that is more valuable than most mobs. So if you see that, you kill it immediately. Unless there's somebody else camping, you don't want to make them mad. But Freckleface says go get it. So I say go get it. Um, typically, you know, you have your mobs that are just a generic description, you know, like warg uh, or wolf. If you see something with a name, it's either going to be the objective of a quest to kill. But if you see it and there's no one around, you don't have an objective to kill it, kill it anyways because what happens sometimes is they will drop an item that will start a quest um, that will give you experience. So anything with a name, kill it. Anything that has a silver dragon around it, kill it. Um, if it has a gold dragon, it means it's elite. You don't want to tackle that you by yourself. You don't want to tackle that by yourself, no. 
And just because we are the nice people that we are, we've given you the top 12 mistakes that newbies make while playing the World of Warcraft. But because we're so nice, we have a bonus for you. And the bonus is don't buy gold. Don't buy gold. Don't buy accounts. Don't buy accounts. Basic reason why. It's cheating. Cheaters never win. They always lose. They always lose. In addition to that, you have the potential to get your account banned. Which isn't any good. No. And, you know, you're all of a sudden providing a demand for the farmers, the people who spam trade chat, annoy everyone. When you buy stuff from them, you're just encouraging that. And, like, if you want to get the whole political realm thing going on here, you're enabling somebody to make some poor person play World of Warcraft for endless hours for little to no real money uh, just to turn in all this, all their loot that they've got for gold. So you're perpetuating somebody else's misery. Uh, that and the fact that it's got a horrible stigma. If anybody ever finds out that you actually did buy gold or bought an item or bought an account and you didn't earn that, it, you just you know you kind of lose a little a little respect I think in the game. Plus, look, you're paying X amount of dollars a month for this for this service, being the World of Warcraft itself. You don't want to risk losing that by you know having Blizzard find out that you cheated. So just you know, we know that people like you who listen to our podcast would never ever even consider the notion of buying gold items or accounts. We just know they wouldn't. Not, not our listeners. No, not our listeners. So just don't do it. So, Freckleface, a week ago, one week ago, I started Fat Wallet. Fat Wallet is my level one warrior dwarf. He has never raised his weapon against an enemy. Ever. He's danced. That's all he's done. He's danced, and now he's made money on the auction house. You gave me 100 gold a week ago. I did. 100 gold. Well, let me rephrase that. You didn't give it to me. You invested 100 gold into Fat Wallet's challenge. And Fat Wallet's challenge was to take 100 gold with no skills, with no professions, with no items, with absolutely nothing but the shirt on his back, and go make money. I'm proud to say that just with the techniques that I have shared in this podcast or the series in Hearthcast, I made a profit. Already. In less than one week's time, I've turned a profit without doing anything else except auction house. No signing guild charters, no selling anything to, you know, like just straight auction house stuff. That's it. And within a week's time, I've already made a profit. Now, it's a small profit. It's a whopping two gold profit, but it's profit nonetheless. And what we're going to do with this segment here with Fat Wallet is I'm going to keep everybody up to date with what he's doing and how he's doing what he's doing. You know, where he's at, like this week, 102 gold. Within one week's time, and be a lot of, I know a lot of people are like, well, that's not a lot of gold. It's only two gold you've made. And that's true. However, I do still have some other stuff that's actually listed on the auction house. Uh, there are some things I found that have been really good 
really amazing, you know, stuff that uh, I picked up for a couple silver that's selling for four gold. So there's a lot of those type of things that are happening. And I found a lot of stuff that, um, and it's a new server with a new economy, so there are things that did well on Gorgonosh that aren't doing well at all on this server. So it is a learning experience. The auction house scan on Gorgonosh took what? Eight minutes? Yeah, and whisper when it can take. It's over a half hour. Oh, yeah. So there's a whole time sink issue going on there. But I'm having a blast doing this with Fat Wallet. And, you know, the bottom line on this one is the only way that I will reveal the tactics that I'm using outside of just the ones that I've used and mentioned here. If you want to know the exact tactics and, and, and techniques that Fat Wallet is using, you're going to have to sign up to the newsletter. I cannot just give it away in the podcast. Oh, yeah, because the one you told me, that is gold. If everyone did that, it'd be mayhem. Oh, the one I showed you this morning? Yeah. I'm telling you. Mayhem. So, Absolute mayhem. So we're saving that just for the newsletter. Je and that, you know what? Yeesh, I may be, I'd have to be hard-pressed. We'd have to hit a certain number of subscribers for me to give that go that tip away. That one, all right. So we'll so, make it a goal. So basically, start subscribing, get your friends to subscribe uh, to the newsletter. You can do that on our website on hearthcast.com, lower right-hand corner. It says subscribe to our newsletter. It's called The Plain Letter. comes out on Saturdays. That's where I'm going to talk about exactly what Fat Wallet is doing and how he's doing it. And I'll give you the updates here. I mean, he's making gold. Not a lot of gold this week, but it's a new server, new economy. I think by this time next week, that number is going to be a lot higher and if you want to know exactly how I'm doing it, you'll subscribe to our newsletter. Now, something that's always bothered me about Blizzard. This is my new segment. This is Roots Rant. This is where I'm going to talk about stuff that's really bugged me. All right. Bothered me. Bothered. Giving me a headache. Something I think they should probably change or look into changing uh, just for the better good. I think there would be a better dynamic in the game. And I think Blizzard should listen to me. And this is what I think they should do. They need to change all, all gathering professions. How so? I think you should not, that you should be able to, rather, any level, gather or attempt, rather, to gather anything. For instance, mining. I should be able to pull my mine pick out and be in a, a zone that is way too high for me and everything is red. And I should be able to tap, tap, tap on that little piece of rock and I should get some kind of experience points for that as far as to my profession goes. Skill points. Skill points. Now, if I'm a, a real, I don't know, life person and I want to pick up the art of diamond cutting and some guy hands me a, 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 a diamond to cut and I absolutely mess that diamond up and I take it from being a $7 million diamond to a $17 diamond, I could do that. Because my skill level's not that high, right? I would right. destroy it. You know, if I want to crack open a you know, thing of amethyst, I'm going to get the little cool amethyst, and I hit the rock the wrong way, it's going to break that and destroy that. That's real life. I think, as a profession, I should be able to go and level up my skill, but destroy the item that I'm trying to get. So what you want is for new miners to be able to go up to a titanium mode, titanium node, and just smack it, get no titanium, but no one else gets it either. Correct. They would destroy that node. They would they would benefit because they would get the skill points, 
but they would actually destroy that note. Absolutely, that should happen. Same with herbalism or any other gathering skill. If you go and you know you're trying to pick a plant, you you messed the plant up. You broke the stem. It's a dead plant. But you learn from your mistakes, so you get a little bit of skill points there. Now, what they do already that is similar is the fishing, which you can fish anywhere now. Right, but you pull up trash. You pull up trash, but you also have a small chance of successfully fishing. Correct. That's what I've learned. Is I've uh, I've fished up a boot, some tangled fish lines, you know, some sickly fish, lots of other stuff. But every once in a while, I get a fish I can cook. And I can also do both the Shatrath and the Dalaran fishing quest, even though my fishing is only level 180 on my mage. And see, that should be the same with all the gathering professions. You should be able to go, you should be able to fail. It's going to add another dynamic to the game because a lot of times, you know, if you have more people competing for a resource, it makes it a little more interesting. So, your Adopt-A-Pet segment, I, I love this segment. This is when you tell people how to go out and get additional pets. You're up, you're well over 80 pets. And you just, like, every week you go, hey, I got this pet. I, got this, I just got this new pet. It's like every time I talk to you and turn around, you go, hey, I got a new pet. And and it seems like to be this this never-ending thing. And I'm so glad that you are sharing this with, with our, our listeners. So what what'd you adopt this week? Okay, well, this week I got this Sinister Squashling which, as you know, is the pet you can get from the Hallow's End. I keep saying Hallow's Eve. The Hallow's End uh, seasonal event. If you haven't gotten this pet already, or if you haven't done any of the seasonal quests, I can kind of run down how to get it if you're interested. There's three ways to get it. One is it can drop off the Headless Horseman boss. And if you do that boss, it's pretty simple. It's a, it's a daily quest. Typically, you group up with four other people. You know, everyone has the quest, so you end up fighting him five times, so you have five times the chance to loot. Um, there's a chance to drop from the Headless Horseman. There is a chance to drop from the daily quest that you do in the low-level areas where the Shade of the Horseman comes and sets the place on fire and the kids are screaming and you have to put out the fires. When you do, you get a gift. You open up the gift. It might be a squashling. It might be candy. You know, who knows? Third way you might get it is through trick-or-treating, which you can do every hour. Just talk to the innkeeper, and the innkeeper will either give you a treat bag or turn you into something. Um, so there's three ways to get it, and the, the event is still going on for another week. So if you haven't really thought about it too much, uh, there's still time to get in there and uh, get your pet. To get your sinister squashling. It's really cute. It's like a pumpkin with vines. So when you walk, it like stands in the vines and uses the vines as kind of legs. Oh, yeah. But when you stay still, it plops down. Awesome. And it's just a pumpkin on the ground. I like it. That's awesome. And I make it love me with my, um, with my snacks, my pet snacks. The pet snacks. I feed my pumpkin a snack, and it loves me. All right. It's true. That's <laughs> awesome. We go over an add-on every week. Add-ons make, in my opinion, the World of Warcraft more successful uh, than other games that, that don't use any type of add-on systems, whether it be you know, user interface, colors, notifications, sounds, whatever, you know, different enhancements that they're able to make to the game. And the thing I like about what Blizzard does, it takes a lot of what the community does for add-ons 
and ends up incorporating that into the game. And I really like that. And the one we're going to talk about this week is actually a little controversial. Uh, Freckleface and I don't see eye to eye 100% on this one. And that is Quest Helper. Quest Helper, now what it does, it tells you how to finish your quests in the easiest and fastest manner. It's got a database of quest monsters, it's got items, it tells you exactly where they are, and it computes the fastest path to get you from point A all the way through all your quests, all the way back as quickly as possible. It gives you almost the equivalent of a GPS arrow on your screen telling you exactly which way to go, how far, how long it's going to take you to go. It's awesome when you go into a new area and there are you know 10 quests to pick up. You go pick up all those 10 quests, and Quest Helper actually maps them out and tells you which way to go to run around to get those quests in, out, done, level, bam, gone. Freckleface doesn't like it. I don't like it. I like to read the quest text. I like to figure out where to go myself. Now, we talked about this a little bit last week, and this is why Freckleface doesn't like it. Quest Helper does remove a lot of the game immersion. When you're just, you got a tom-tom sitting, you know, pointing you which way to go, and you run around and kill this, kill that, you've done this, you've done that, you've done this, and now you're done, you've really missed out on the immersion aspect of the game. You're just out there to level. You're grinding. And so it has its place, and it may not be something that, for, for, and it's not for every user, obviously, it's not for everybody, but if you're just out there trying to get your next level done as fast and as most efficient as possible, Quest Helper, in my opinion, is the way to go. Uh, but if you want to be involved in the game, know more about your race and your class and the environment that you're in and what you're doing and lore and, and the other wonderful aspects of the World of Warcraft, it's not something we would recommend. So it gets both a recommendation and a non-recommendation from HearthCast. But that is our add-on of the week. All right, and there you go. And just to wrap it up, you know, wanted to throw in there a little fun thing you can do this especially for the newbies and this came from the original Warcraft games the ones that were not online but you were able to you know click on the mobs or click on the little people to tell them what to do and you clicked on them um, several times they start to get angry and they would say angry things at you mm -hmm. and if you clicked on a sheep too many times it would blow up <laughs> well they actually implemented this into World of Warcraft so just try it, you know, any um, NPC that is neutral or friendly, that when you click on them, talk to them, they say something, just try clicking on them repeatedly. It gets pretty funny. NPC, just so you know, is a non-player control. That's one of the, like a guard or a fisher guy sitting around. Someone you would go up and maybe talk to or maybe not talk to, just click on them, see what they do. Sure, vendors, quest givers, anything like that. And for each race and gender has its own kind of set of things that they say. The walrus people up there are funny. They are funny. Well, I forget where they're at. But they're funny. They, a lot of them, they do say some very, very funny things. So it, it also gives you a little bit of insight into, you know, a little bit of uh, humor that the World of Warcraft does have in it. So we want to thank you all again for listening. As we said before... Any message we get, whether it be email, phone, whatever, you're going to be entered into a monthly drawing for our Swag Dog t-shirt, which is next podcast, and, and Freckleface will be giving that away in the next podcast for a Swag Dog t-shirt. Once we get the winner, we'll be emailing you, get the information where we can send that shirt. 
always, check out our website at www.hearthcast.com for any updates and changes. Remember, the phone line to call in is 321-558-7637, or you can email us at contribute at hearthcast.com, or use our website submission form right there at hearthcast.com. And if you do like the show, please let us know. You can comment and rate us on iTunes, um, send us an email, um, and please tell your friends and your guildmates if you like the show, if you find it informative. And you can always link to us from your blog, your Facebook, your MySpace, or what have you. Until next time, this has been Root and Freckleface for HearthCast.com. <laughs>